Oh, you. Oh. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Young Guns. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the hollow-bodied, candy apple red, sweeter than the night is dark, water bag-filled, scrotash, potash, and totally loaded with cash, Mr. Justin Waddell. What's going on, sir? Man, it's Saturday night, Nick. We're recording the movie microscope. That's what the cool kids do. So, how was your day? I was in recovery mode, just like a Windows PC, you know? Mm-hmm. Long drive yesterday, long week on the road. So you're Looking, relaxing today. Kick, kicking back, yeah, letting letting it hang out, putting on the old pink drawers, you know, chilling in. What does that mean, Leigh? What, what, what does that look like <laughs> when you relax? You know, you, I, when I called you, you were cleaning out aquariums. It doesn't sound very um, therapeutic. Well, I was catching up on chores, to be honest. I have uh, a plethora of creatures, and my bearded dragon, named uh, Egg Soldier, needed uh, to have his bedding replaced. And he has one of those carpets, which I hate, in a lizard tank. So I oh, got yeah? some of that desert sand and put it in there, baby. How do you take the change? Wasn't thrilled at first, but he seems to be getting yeah. into it now. He, he was Egg Soldier, give me a characteristic. What's he like? Alert. Always alert. A sweet, a sweet creep. Growing at an astronomical rate. How big of a man is he? I mean, I got him. He was a petite, you know, maybe five inches or maybe yeah. like eight inches with tail. And now he's 13 with tail. Thir- 13 inches, huh? Maybe less. Maybe less. Maybe like nine, 10. I don't know. I- I'm not a math person. All I know is he's a huge, wide cutie now. And he's puffs up. He's adorable. He's got a lot of attitude. He gets got along. Some girth. Got some girth to him. He's, I'm trying to get him to be a little puppy dog. Those those animals are like the puppy dogs of the lizard kingdom. Oh, I didn't know this. They can be really tame and hang out, and he's getting there. He, he He's getting there. My other, I also have another lizard. I had to treat him today, but he's a skittish false chameleon, and he's always a pain in the ass. Oh, my God. He's a false chameleon? Yeah. He's a Cuban does that mean false. He doesn't change, does he not change colors, but he's not, supposed he to? He does what a does little bit, but he's not a legit chameleon. He's got the eyes, but he doesn't have any yeah. of the other characteristics. His name is Piss Piss. His name is Piss Piss? Yeah, Piss Piss. My daughter helped me name him. That's a good one. You, you, I thought a long time ago you told me you don't name those creatures, but you do the do the lizards? Don't name her creatures typically because they die. Mine. Okay. And actually, they all do die eventually. Yes, they do. Zoom in. Yeah, even when you name your loved ones, they die eventually. Throw, throw Su- a sad blanket over this episode already. Super Zoom. <laughs> Super Zoom. 
What about you? Deadly Zoom. Um, had my son's crossover event today from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts. Is it's that a milestone? Where's Weebelows fit into all this? So that is like he really is kind of going from Weebelows or Arrow of Light to Boy Scouts officially now. So he's doing that whole thing. You know, do you ever ever dabble in the Scouts yourself? I was a Cub. Yeah, Cub Scout. Hated it. Hated the politics of it. Politics, huh? Oh yeah. Back then, what who was what was the politics of the Cub Scouts? What do you mean? Well, the den mother was a Richie. There we go. And she was real condescending. I've spoken about their house before at the sunken living room and the dead husband that got killed or whatever. But all I know is I saw through the facade. I knew it was just fucking prepping you for big government. I wasn't ready for right. it. I did a little. I think I was in the Cub Scouts for a minute, and then I was in the boy. I first, I think I was in the Boy Scouts just for not very long. I didn't take. You know, I, I earned a, like a couple merit badges, and then I was out. Yeah, I, w- I didn't. Nothing happened to me. Nothing untoward. I wasn't in the Rub Scouts, if you know what I mean. So that was at least it a is plus. Historically, been a problem with that organization and many others. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. You know, it's in a way maybe maybe the Cub Scouts was like the first grinder. This is. I mean, look, my wife's also Catholic, you know, so never, you know. never, never a bad thing done in that entire. And I What's was their track I, record like? You know? I went to Catholic church for a few years and I went to a Catholic school and a Baptist school and never got my fondles touched. So I'm pretty. pretty I was uh, raised Catholic myself. I had a pretty good experience, honestly. But, you know, my we were intermittent churchgoers. We, we weren't too hardcore. I found the people in the Catholic church to be pretty laid back. In my experience, but like I said, I, I didn't. I didn't do much religion growing up. I had an aversion, Nick. You know it. We bonded over it. You know, it's important mm-hmm. not to project. I think. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just say, I got free time on Sundays. <laughs> Look, who knows what's out there? You know, who knows if there's a heaven, if there's a hell? Who knows if there's some kind of supreme being that's just laughing his ass off, looking at Earth? I don't know. I don't have the answers. I hope there is something. I hope there's some creep out there. I just tend to think that there probably isn't anything because Kevin Bacon's The Following exists. That's a weird thing to single out since it's sort of glorious. (laughs) I mean... I love the fact that Kevin Bacon is now reaching a new audience with these commercials with his daughter doing the uh, electric car stuff. So is it is he is he in there with uh, Sozie Bacon? Is that her name? I, I can't zoom in. Star of Smile? Yeah. I didn't want to like her. I was making fun of her, but she's charming in those commercials. I don't. I've never seen these commercials. Like, what? What's the premise? That he, he plays himself? Yeah, he, it's the Bacon family, and and he's driving around and showing off his electric car to his daughter. Did Sedgwick show up? No, unfortunately, too busy working. Uncomfortable moment. She's uh, switching the nav on, and she goes, "Dad, I saw your cock and wild things." The device all, that brought me unto this planet. This all spun so far out of control. Proud of my son, I will say that, for his um, his event today and his accomplishments. Now moving on, what were you saying about Kevin Bacon's penis? <laughs> uh, gotta say, he's been doing it forever, Kevin Bacon. KB, as we affectionately call him. I love him so much. Always great, especially in the following What's your favorite K- Kevin Bacon performance, Nick? It's a tough Can you choice. single one out? I love him in so many things. It's not one of his leading roles. I really love him in, in Mystic River. I love him in Tremors. Yes, of course. 
But literally, there's not a bad. There's a lot of bad movies that he's a part of, but he's never bad in them. That's so JFK, true. JFK, tiny um, scene. He's great as Willie O'Keefe. He's great as Ren and Footloose. He's just a charm. I forgot his name was Ren and Footloose. I forgot that was his name. What, what's it short for? Renfield. <laughs> is he think. the? Is he Dracula's slave Renfield twist. in Footloose? Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome at the end? Like everybody, the town's triumphant. The kids are triumphant, and Dracula shows up on the dance floor. Better yet, they're at the uh, like the post spread after the thing, and he's just like, "I'll just have three cockroaches, please." <laughs> that's that's never see him eat and at the yeah. end. He just swallows a couple bugs whole. Yeah, if you don't. You don't have to bring Dracula into this. You could make keep it clean, keep it subtle. <laughs> Just kidding. I have three. I have three island roaches. Please puts his arm around Lori Singer, and then he pops a spider yeah. into his mouth. Yeah, Chris Pren's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker anyway. says, "Oh, you're Redfield, it's Dracula's assistant." <laughs> K Biggs like, yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker and Footloose. Adorable. I remember adorable in that movie. Yeah, she must have been like a, like a kid. Like no, she was teenager. same age as the rest of them. Bops. She was the Sean Pen- uh, Chris Penn's love interest. I bet she was younger than all of them. Yeah, Bacon's she, like 60 now, 61 or something. She's not that. She's probably right on the same age. And this is after sharing a room with me back in the old days. I did, did, did what? As my Chris Penn impersonation. What? When I watched her <laughs> perform as Annie in Annie. I mean, I think we've seen, we both have, we've talked about this. We both have Annie in our lives. We both saw Annie on Broadway in New York City. Is that correct? Absolutely. But I think I saw someone different. I saw I twice. I saw, I saw Andrea McCardle. That's and, who I think I and saw. And I saw Sarah J. Now, let me just say this. There is a chance, then, that we saw Annie in the same place. We've like, had we this in the exact same conversation on this show before. We've had. We've talked about that. Yeah. We, it could have been that we were... Yep. I wonder we dodged a bullet, though. Neither of us saw Deidre Mott, the understudy, as Annie. Super so Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Jessica was after her. Yes. McCardle. McCardle yeah. was the day, the big one, the one who started it. I, w- I will say this. I loved it. It's I great. Loved it. What's your favorite song? It better be the right one. Of course. What? Of course. Hard Knock. Hard knock yes. Of course. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and I got fired up from that song. I sang it for weeks. I mean, it's all downhill from there as far as the songs go. But I, I do like a lot of the other songs. What do you What do you call it? That song was lit? What would you say? How would you describe that song? Mm. Took the word right out of my mouth. It was, you know, it was so percussive, got your juices flowing, really put Miss Hannigan in a box. And he introduced you to the other orphans who you who were quirky and charming. You want more of the orphans and they kind of leave. Like, you just get more Annie and Daddy Warbucks. Well, that's why I think we should watch the Isabel Furman movies in the context that she got out. That's what set her off, was Hannigan set her off. <laughs> oh my God, is... Is Orphan part of the Annie universe? Yeah, I think it would be. I'd, I'd like to think that the Orphan's tagline should have been, it's a hard knife life. <laughs> Can I ask a quick question that I just never got an answer to from most people? Did uh, Peter Sarsgaard, did he, was he dead in, did he get killed an orphan? He, uh, did he die? I couldn't he, tell. Some, some Neosporin, a couple of carefully placed bandages, he's fine. Because I, I never, I couldn't, I read the trivia and they said unclear, ambiguous. If he died, he was actually next to Kim Coates' character from Black Hawk Down at the infirmary, <laughs> slowly healing, doing all right. <laughs> he uh, Sam Neill as well, I think, was in that hospital room from Daybreakers. From Daybreakers. Yeah, and the uh, radio operator from Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Underrated survivor, that guy. There is nothing better in movies than when somebody gets 90 destroyed. You know, like gets 200% wrecked. It makes me so happy. Like Rambo 4 is just a, is just a, it's 30 minutes of people narrowly dodging being alive. I just never saw it. Well, we're doing it. We're doing it after Young Guns 2. And so and Stallone directed that? What the hell? Of course he did. And we're doing it here. We're going to have to watch it together. I'll make popcorn. <sighs> that might be good because I, I think I'd be a little nervous to watch that one. I'd, I'd be, cr- I'm going to be cringing my way through it. You won't. It's not. It's violence. Not. Violence is, is is as I get older. I've told you this. It's harder for me to to swallow some of the brutality, bro. Another. Not that I was ever that good to begin with. For some reason, I like, in that I like context, some light violence. You know. I was rewatching Will Sasso's home improvement show thing for Mad TV this today. Do you remember that? No. It oh, is, does he get dis- It is the best. It is the best. Guys, if you haven't, just look up Mad TV Will Sasso Power Tool. Something to that effect. And it's like a three-minute skit, and it is absolutely majestic. And actually, it features a stunt I that is seamless. We're finally getting to the Young Guns franchise, folks. I know you've been waiting. It's all really a chance to get us one step closer back to Billy P. We are one episode away from the return of William L., which so means excited. I'll have to put the William L. song at the end, which will make me happy. When you guys are totally listening to this episode and totally watching the movie as you listen... <laughs> Disregard the awful performance of the guy as uh, Pat Garrett on a show yeah, we like to call the movie Microscope. It's a show where we zoom in, we frisk along Shoreman, paint the town red buttons, boil some Papadell, get all scruggly, put the M in malnutrition, get bottlenose up in this, treat a grizzly to a rib supper, pipe down, dust up a cosmic miracle, pour some money down the robot's bread pan, and get hot diggity down, man, getting fucked up. Watch a movie through canvassed, plaid, digitized, reticular eyes, man. Let that film cascade through the back. Let it cornea up. Retina out. Iris in. Dispel distress. Remorse. Say what makes or breaks. If we're watching Big Eyes. We're talking about the scene where Christoph Waltz accidentally shows Amy Adams his other big eyes. Big old hanging dick down low bags of balls eyes. Talk about the little moments. And this movie today, folks, is a powerhouse of little moments. A legendary film. Written by John Fusco, directed by Christopher Kane, and starring a host of up-and-coming young scrubs. Young guns. Brat Packers, some of them. Let's go through this cast. I'll go first. got Brian Keith in this. You got Terrence Stamp in here. You got Terrence of the Quins in this. You got Jack Palance in here. You got Casey Shamasco up he had a sister. Does his sister act as well? Nina Shamask. Yeah, she's out oh, there. Yeah, I think I had a little bit of a crush. She was in Nightmare on the Street. Whatever you say. At one point. You got Dermot Mulroney out there, just about to appear in the new Scream movie, Dermot Mulroney. You got Lewis Diamond Phillips. You got one Charles Sheen. Bounce around for a bit. And then bouncing around a lot. And Kiefer Sutherland up and down. And you got the one, the only, Emilio Estevez. And you got Patrick Chewing. Wayne. Oh, good. Patrick Wayne, son of John Wayne, in here playing Patrick Gar- or Pat Garrett, right? And who else is in this? Very briefly, Tommy Cruise. Yeah, and Tom Cruise visiting the set, and they put him. They put him in a scene where he gets blown away. And if you freeze frame it through you, it's so obviously Tom Cruise. Yeah, it is. He's got like a, a mustache, but other than that, right, and a yeah. hat. He looks almost like the 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 Ron Kovic with age makeup, like he did in that movie when they start to put that bad beard on him. Yeah, and, and born in the fourth. So, what's your relationship with Young Guns? This is this was like kind of a big movie. I remember for me a little. I mean, I I watched it a couple times. You know, I don't think I saw it in the theater. 
Maybe I did. Maybe I did go see it in the theater, but I also rented it a few times. So I must have liked it. And it was all familiar when I was watching it, but I know this is a bigger movie for you. Yeah, huge movie. And this is actually a big movie for my wife, who was quoting it to me when I said we were doing it. She remembered dialogue from it. That's what was how much she of, used to what watch was it. some of the dialogue? She, she kept quoting the, the, big, the big line that I'm sure you love, betwixt the lip, the the sip in the lip or something. I wrote it down. I'll find it. Do you remember that one? It's but it's it's Emilio says it. I'm always quoting Dermot. <laughs> We're in the spirit as... world now, asshole. See your you favorite. You see the size of that chicken, Navajo, Navajo. Oh, I love him so much. The peyote scene in that movie is gold. So this is what it is. Emilio says, "If we're caught, we're gonna hang, but there's many a slip twixt the cup and the lip." And so that's what my wife was quoting to me. I didn't remember it, but I was excited whenever it showed up on the screen and she was right. Emilio Estevez is a cackling, insane, violent man in this. It's like a dervish. Kind of works, I think. His, he is, like, I think the rest of the group is kind of terrified of him. Rightfully so. Yeah. And he does play, like, kind of a very insane, sort of likable character in this and i can't remember does that carry through to the sequel or did they make him more likable in the no, sequel? He's, remember he's like i'll make you famous that's like his big thing in the second one so he loves yeah. killing loves building that reputation yeah. people have said that this movie is kind of true to billy the kid's story in certain ways more yeah. so than some of the other movies right and he certainly is violent in this killing people you know, like surprise killing them, you know, cowardly killing some of them. He's a piece yeah. of shit. Like, they, they are not good. They, they're not heroes in this movie. Mm-mm. Well, we've done quite a few westerns on this show. The thing that's kind of stuck to me from all of them is I'm so glad I, I don't live then. What an awful time to be alive. I know people romanticize it. What an awful time to be alive. I mean, Why? Because no uh, 3DS? <laughs> that's a good thing to isolate. The, the no fact, podcasts? Maybe it's not so bad back then. No, it's just the um, you couldn't be you couldn't coast. You had to you had to bust your hump for every single thing. And there's still people that might kill you at any given moment. It's right. a legit possibility. Yeah, you don't. Your butt probably is totally stinked. Right. You, know, you got to pee everywhere. Weird. Right. Food, probably substandard. You got to kill poor creatures. You know, on the regular doesn't do it for me. Back then, there's like you go out. You got out of your. There's such a high probability just to get shot. You know, if you, you're living in town, you're walking down the road. People shooting you in your back. Well, and then you get injured. At least they, at least they solve that. <laughs> you know, for some colors. But the thing, you get shot. You know, maybe in your elbow or your shoulder, and you got to rely on whatever hearsay you've heard about how to treat a bullet wound. You know, mm-hmm. some guy says, "Well, what you do is you take a raccoon's foreskin and you run it through the stream, rub that up against your wound, pull the pellet out with a knife, and then stick it back in with that same knife, covered up with mud and blood." And you're like, well, that sounds like a probably a good thing. Let's try that. Is that what Tom Selleck was doing in Runaway? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> when he was pulling the bullet out of her arm. Oh God! Come on, man! It's only like three episodes ago. Two episodes. You were. Ago. We were just. It was. You were an ignorant race as a, as a, as a species. Unlike now, when we're perfect. Yeah. No. Nothing to worry about now. We're good. So you used to watch that. Well, you didn't tell me about your experience. Did you? you so used I to saw w- this in the theater multiple times. I owned it in every format, just about, and I've watched it many times. Many times. And it's, you know, it's, it's just like everything else that we've romanticized that we've covered in this show. It, it's not a clockwork precision classic by any stretch of the imagination. Written by, as you said, John Fusco, who's written quite a bit of, uh, quite a lot of movies, including Thunderheart. Which we've done. Which we 
which we have done. Is it Fusco or Fusco? I don't know. Kind of a renaissance man, this dude. He's like a musician, writer, bit of a cowboy himself. It's like a Taylor Sheridan without the success. I mean, I think he's had success. He did Hidalgo. Likes movies with horses, huh? You know, did the Marco Polo TV series on Netflix. I know you kept talking about that. He did The Highwaymen, which was that, remember that movie that came out with Costner and um, Woody Harrelson? Harrelson? That was a straight to Netflix thing. Yeah, he's still working though. He's still out there. I'm proud of him. Putting words on pages. The premise of Young Guns is this. William the Child is a... uh, ne'er-do-well who is in a scrape and is sort of protected by an English businessman who has a group of regulators who are cast-offs that he has gathered and has tried to educate them and prepare them for a proper life and he is butting heads with a ruthless baron played by Jack Palance who um, are warring over this beef contract which leads to blood and ultimately revenge. It does. And, and it starts out with Emilio amongst the cattle. Okay. Crawling around cows. Okay. On his hands and knees. He's dodging. And he gets his ass saved, like you said, by Terrence Stamp. You know, th- these guys are gunning for him, but he gets rescued by T-Stamp. And, and it's, you know, Terrence Stamp plays like a, what, like an Oliver type? What's that guy in Oliver? Don't even start with the Oliver shit. What's the guy in Oliver? Dudley Moore? Oh, that's Arthur. I don't fucking know. Why would I? I don't want to know Oliver. I would be so perfect if I could just bring it up. If I could just bring it up, it'd be so perfect. I know what you're talking about. He's got a name with an S, I think. Bill Sykes. Did I call it? You know, he's just like got a gang of youngins that he's trying to teach them manners, trying to teach them to read. Young guns, consider yourself part of the cattlemen. Is that this? Is that from Oliver? (laughs) Pretty great. I'm glad I brought it up. And, um,. What, what do we see as soon as we are introduced to this crew? What's Dermot Moroni doing? What, what, what's his straight spitting, spitting, chewing tobacco? That's his, he must have just come on set and said, hey, I got an idea. My character will be spitting this whole movie. Mission accomplished. Dirty Steve. Every, yeah, Dirty Steve Stevens. Sounds like a DJ. <laughs> got a dusty jacket. That's true. Yeah. And, you know, so this group has, a, has you know, Terrence Stamp is, is the one that's kind of leading this group, but they do have a sub-leader. They do have a, a kid leader played by one Charlo, Charlie Sheen. And what's his name? Dick. And what's his last name? It's when God Made Men. Okay. Dick Brewer. Dick Brewer. Brewer. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's a great clue. It's funny. We're never going to be on a game show together. When God <laughs> Made Men. Oh, Brewer. Why don't you just say unfunny right-wing comedian? Then I'll know. Jim Brewer in this, what a mention! But you know, whenever he's teaching these, he's he, he's having the kids, these young men read, and they're like, up, 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 up. They're they're stumbling over words. He's it's Emilio's turn, and he's not going to read. Don't want to read. Doesn't want to take orders. They start ripping him, and get what 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 happens? He can read. He's he not like stumbling. A, he reads like a champion. Reads like a dream. Emilio can read, and none of that harmful braille shit. Real words. You've got a Mexican-Indian character, Chavez y Chavez, played by Louis Diamond. You do. Casey Shamasco is a, a pugilist. Kiefer is a... He was practicing to be a doctor, and now he's a poet. And Doc Spurlock. A, Doc Spurlock is the most annoying character. Spurlock? Is it Spurlock? Spurlock, I, I thought. See. Is it Spurlock? Or maybe I'm thinking of Super Size Me. Either way, be, either way, a dumbass name. I think of Morgan Spurlock. <laughs> that's what happened. Our boy. Felt, that's how Kiefer fell off his horse. Got a Spurlock. Oh man! Yeah, 
What's the word that they use in this? I'm sure you noticed a couple of times when they frustratedly can't say fuck or fucking. Do you notice? They say fargan a lot. Oh, they do say fargan, but that's not, that's an actual old term. Is it? I figured it was just a replacement for the F word. Remember in Johnny Dangerously, you fargan ice horus. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, Johnny Dangerously, which is a movie I'm sure has held up quite well, right? It's a wonderful movie, which is also sort has has a little sort of a musicality to it. Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton. You got Marilu Henner, Joe Piscopas. Piscopo. Yeah, I know. You got yeah. Maureen Stapleton. I bet it, I bet it's still pretty funny because Keaton's in it. Piscopo was great in that movie. Yeah, one of the few things that he was in that's worth remembering. There, there's a that. joke that he says that probably wouldn't fly in today's market. Yeah. He's got this gigantic gun. And he's bragging about it. He goes, it shoots through schools. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that line. <laughs> Is there something to do with soap? And his character, or am I just not remembering? I think that right? is, I think there is some soap, and I know that he uh, he, he 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 does a crime to pay for his mother's pancreas op- operation, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Keaton or Piscopo? Yeah, Keaton. And I remember Mary Lou Hanna does a little music song and dance number about about Johnny Danger, so it's just cute. We've talked about her, right? That she can remember everything perfectly. Huh? Yeah, that's her. She's got this mind thing where she can remember things perfectly. She remembers dates and what she was wearing and things like that. Photographic memory to the nth. She just can't remember how to be a good actress long enough in Hollywood. <laughs> but she does have like a weird like like one percent of people can like remember like so much shit. You know, I'm like jealous of it actually. Perfectly photographic, or is it something else? I don't know what it, exactly what it is. You could look it up, but she's just, it's like, it's even better than photographic. Yeah, she remembers. She remembers, Nick. Zoom in. So she's like, get back to the movie. But she's like Pinhead in, in Hellraiser 2. Exactly. I remember. One of my favorites. The regulators, Nick. That's, that's what they're called, the regulators. What are your favorite what? Favorite what? You said one of my favorite about Pinhead. Well, that's my, one of my favorite line deliveries. I remember that's a big rather it's a big come to jesus moment for mr headpin rather dramatic for pinhead who is actually very dramatic a character right a little too dramatic actually you know a little flowery with this dialogue maybe stop saying that spooky shit and do something dangerous you piece of shit (laughs) fucking lightning rod prick so yes what about okay so let's talk about some regulators Yes, the name of the crew, the regulators. Uh, what do you think? They really use that word a lot in here. They they're always screaming. It's almost like Wolverines and Red Dawn. They're always screaming regulators. That's right. This movie does have a little bit of a Red Dawn feel to me. Okay. Do you agree? It's young people kicking ass. We we've done mobsters too in this show, haven't we? We had a long time ago. We did. We've yeah. done mobsters, red gun. Mobsters red... was a, certainly inspired by this movie. Had to be. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, they called mobsters them... doesn't work. Though. They called it didn't work the quite pitch well. was young Tommy guns. Remember? Is and that's true. Yeah. Who's your favorite regulator? Um, it's a good question. Kind of like them all, actually. <laughs> I don't dislike. You know, I was most surprised by uh, Casey Samasco. How do you say his name? Samasco. Samasco. Star of one of our his... favorite little movies. Three o'clock high. I liked him. I. You know, Lou Diamond, I know he's a little bit dramatic in this, but I enjoyed him. I, I liked everybody. Yeah. Dermot, Dermot was the one I kind of liked the least, but then I just, I started to appreciate how committed he was to just spit in tobacco in Dermot every scene. is on another level in this movie. They, <laughs> they are but children. He is a man in this movie. They, he's not supposed to be likable, and he's, he's a mess, but he is operating on all cylinders, this movie, giving them yeah, way a, more than they deserve. 
Dermot. He's the he's the kind of the racist character that's not given Lou Diamond Phillips's character a fair shake. Keeps bringing up that he's a Navajo and things like that. But then at the end, of course, that they they're about to die and they have that I I respect you, man. That that moment, you know. It's um, he doesn't. What's your favorite? What's who's your favorite character? Well, it's not even close. Young it's de- definitely Dermot. I mean, Dirty Stevens, a legend. Also, of, like of the mortal was... mortal characters. Mm-hmm. God damn it! It's tough, man. I, I mean, can't, I can't I mean, go with Kiefer because he's whipped as hell. Lou Diamond <laughs> is a little too earnest for my liking. Shamasco's maybe the guy. Emilio's a little too Emilio at times. And yeah, so and the, Charlie, uh, Charlie is so stiff. Charlie's lost. Yeah, Rumor but, has uh, you killed a man, Billy. He's lost. Uh, apparently, he couldn't ride a horse. Like they said that he had such trouble riding a horse. Right. And there's a scene where they show everybody riding, and then they show him, and he's just bobbing up and down. And you have to wonder if he wasn't on a horse. <laughs> you know, like it was just him, like just yeah. like Monty Pythoning it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, so I, Kiefer plays every once in a while. He plays this character that is extremely kind. You know, like his character in this is he's like a do-gooder in a way. He's extremely too kind. For this movie, and, and a little bit annoyingly so, and he has, he also has this weird relationship with this uh, Chinese woman, and he just creeps on her, absolutely, you know, absolutely, and it and it sort of it just ends up nonsensically at the end working, sort of. I mean, he's not a bad looking dude, don't get me wrong, but she runs into Death's door to be with him for no reason, right? Yeah, um, he does nothing to earn her love other than be different than the people she's with. And just be a total stalker and a total whip. Emilio, I was impressed because he's not like a performer that I take to necessarily. He is committed to this. He must have loved playing this character. Yeah, he play he, he plays it insane. Oh yeah, like he just he's unhinged. You know, I don't. Would it be better in somebody else's hands? Maybe, but I don't. Think, I do appreciate I it. Think he was right for it. He looks, and another thing is, he looks so small in this. Like <laughs> he's compared wearing to everybody yeah. else. Was he? I said that in the trivia. He's wearing lifts to. He's a tiny drink of water. Spin- they said he. Emilio's said a he's spinner. Five, man. He's a fucking spinner, Emilio. Hey, he looks. They said he's 5'7. I looked up his height, but it doesn't look like he's even that in this. That's okay, though. One of my notes is, is Emilio 5'3? Question mark. He, who, who is he known for? He was obviously with Demi Moore for quite some time. Was he wrapped around any hmm. other big names? Yeah, Paul Abdul. Speaking of tiny people. He was with her. I think they were married. Holy yeah. shit. They said that in the in the trivia on this, they said that he was depressed because he had broken up with, with a girl or yeah. something. And that he was all bummed out. And Lou Diamond Phillips was trying to cheer him up by pranking him. He was hacking on me. He said, uh, your, hey, your girlfriend, just she gave, she called the set she wants back. She wants back in. He goes, I'm kidding. Little Emilio. I'm joking. Poor little heartbroken man. She's dating, um, she's dating somebody who can ride roller coasters with her. Here's the thing about this movie that makes me laugh. They just shoot guns in this movie for no reason a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just talking, and all of a sudden, someone just decides to shoot a gun mm-hmm. at the air. At, like, a barrel, at particle of dust, at a thought. It's like living in the South. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, do you notice that? Every once in a while, like, there's, there's a conversation, and then they just decide, hey, wouldn't it be fun if Dermot shot a gun? But every time somebody shoots a gun... Everybody else loses their shit. I know. Well, though, like I said, the crews, they're kind of frightened the whole time, except Emilio. Billy the Kid is thrilled. Like, he loves, 
that they might get hanged, that they're going to get killed. He's thrilled like that, 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 that he's making a name for himself. And the rest of the crew is like, could we not maybe die today? That would be... He's a guy blown up by the media, man. The media misreporting his deeds and blowing them out of proportion and creating a false narrative. Yeah, there, towards the end of the movie, he kills somebody and he turns to Kiefer and he says, what is that now, 25? And Kiefer goes, five. Let's round it to 10. Well, I love know. it too when, when they have a drawing at Charlie Sheen in the paper which is so cute oh instead of billy the kid yeah yeah i mean that's the neat thing in the way about this movie the, the crew kind of definitely gets consumed from within almost by billy the kid their fates are sealed as soon as they hook up with this douche it's like when when one singer from a boy band blows up and the other guys are just forced to try to keep up the rest of the crew commits suicide is that what you're comparing it to no what, what are you talking about I'm just thinking of like I mean, Justin Timberlake was in a boy band and he became too big. Zoom in. He became Billy the Kid and they were all like, oh my God, I got to fucking really work can, harder. And now. Can you name the boy band? It was either NSYNC or some yeah, degrees. Yeah, it was NSYNC. Okay. Are you saying that Terrence Stamp is kind of the Young Guns's. He's the Maurice Star. Lou, Lou Pearlman? I would say he's the Maurice Star if you're doing the new kids as an example. I am not. I was doing in sync. I don't know who's sticking with your example. I don't, I don't know Nick. who Lou Pearlman is, other than Beauty and the Beast. I think he's the guy that put together in sync and is now R.I.P.ed. I think he was in jail and died. Sounds like a happy ending to me. Fuck him. But he <laughs> he left a legacy. That legacy being Justin Timberlake. What a great and last J.C. name. J.C. Chaz Sex or whatever his name is, right? Chaz's. I don't know. Something yeah. like that. I don't think it's Chaz Sex. <laughs> close. Kiefer's spitting he's spitting lines. He's spitting poetry, he's spitting rhymes, right? Awfully. That's a good fast forward moment whenever he starts to spout some of his words. Whenever he tidies his hair up, you know it's gonna suck. <laughs> Why is it so so what do you have? What's your next note? My Where first note is there? predator vision, because the movie starts off with this shot of of all the guys staring at the camera and it goes it's in predator vision. And they fire the and gun they shoot. The camera. Yeah, and it's it's a weird way to start the film, but <laughs> they really want to focus uh, on the on this young cast and these young cast of hotties. Look who we got and Casey Shamasco. Who actually know? looks really good in this movie. He's sharp. Yeah, he's is he like okay? I asked you if he's still killing it out there. What's what's the what's the word? Yeah. Is he retired? If it is, it's not a chosen retirement. More importantly, is his sister Nina. Oh, he's doing voiceover stuff. He was on Billions. See? For one, an episode. My second note is Warren G. I know. Well, that that's where they got the regulators, The whatever that song is. It's called Regulators. From, or Regulate. Yeah, from the song. From that's a great movie. song. I love that song. And it starts sure. off with the Casey Shamasco sample, which he has to be still pinching himself wherever he is. Yeah, I read he didn't know about it. Right. Like he, someone had to tell him. He had no idea. Is that R.I.P. Like, Nate Dog, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, Nate Dog is no longer. Sister Nina Shamasco, but I was wrong. I don't think she was in the Nightmare Elm Street yeah, She movies. was in like some artsy-fartsy like Jennifer Jason Lee movie or something like that. They both haven't worked since 2018. That's not that long ago. It's four years. What happened to the Shamasco clan? Nina Shamasco illness. Are you serious? That's a that's the thing that came up when I started to type her name. She's in Wild Orchid too, by the way. Boom. That's the classic you're thinking of. Hope she's okay. Her net worth is about a million if you're wondering. Stop the show cold <laughs> to do some digging on Nina Shamasco. Lupus. She had some lupus. That's not fun, I don't think. It's a tough one. Well, All right. Well, I mean, back to the- here's how I know lupus is okay. CCH Pounder <clears throat> made it through the entire run of the shield with the disease. Her character. And Michael Myers beat it as well. You... It's a Loomis joke. Do I have to... Come on now. 
I thought it was good. I was thinking of fucking Wayne's World. <laughs> thought it was good. All right, we got to get through the movie. What are you, what are you doing? You went back to the beginning? <laughs> I'm already talking about him joining the crew. You went back to back to the first minute. I did. But we can zoom back out. Terrence Stamp is assassinated. There we go. But not before he takes them dancing, which it was a surprise to me. Kiefer says cuz he sees this fetching young Asian woman and he says to her, "Can I entreat a young lady to a dance?" And then I was like, I try to hit mute on my TV. "Can I entreat Get the fuck out of here, Kiefer, with that shit. You know? You Canadian piece of shit. Docs. Went full... Gerlock. Gerlock. <laughs> Went full Sutherland. He also goes full Canadian later on. He goes, I'm sorry. So Canadian. Sorry. So, yeah, he's he's trying to cut a rug with this um, what do you call it? young woman. And then Jack Palance is like, whoa, 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 who are you? You know, I'm kind of I'm kind of the, the father figure. And then doesn't Kiefer find out that he, I think Terry Quinn warns him. He's like, "Look, Jack Palance like stole that this girl from uh, her mom who worked at a laundry and messed his shirt up. Mm-hmm. It's like that's her. That's that's why she's with Jack Palance, yeah. who is like the main villain in this movie, really. Which what's his name? Do you know? Jack Palance. But what's his character? Is it Walsh? Murphy. Lawrence Murphy. Murphy, Murphy. Man, how do you how do you hate it? That's close though, Walsh. He's not in a lot of this movie, but he really looms large over the proceedings. He's always sending dudes to hack down these our young characters here and they're always like we gotta get them you know or i actually Emilio's always like that saying that the rest of the boys are kind of like maybe, maybe we shouldn't so what happened let's just let's just so terrence stamp gets killed everybody gets mad they're, they're upset that their mentor's dead but not before they bring in a new member to their crew who looks and i thought this was jim true frost when i saw the movie it's the exact same thought i had but I knew it wasn't him because it's too early. Yeah, it was too early, but it looked it's mm-hmm. like there was no way that, that's him. But it turned out it's he Jeffrey, looks like Bla- a- Jeffrey Blake, the actor, who is obviously a, a turncoat in their midst. And Terrence Stamp is completely destroyed. And the boys get their, their buddy's lawyer, played by Terrence O'Quinn, to uh, deputize them. So they go out and start kicking some ass. And that's where the movie really kicks into hyper-overdrive. They get deputized, and then they... They're supposed to go after and do some arresting, but what does Billy Kid do instead? Kill. He kills everybody. Insta kill. Yeah. And and they meet they meet a bunch of people at this party before they start murdering. They meet Pat Garrett, who is the legendary person who is known for theoretically killing William the Kid, played by the stiffest of the stiff of all time in Stiff Town. <laughs> John Wayne's son. John Wayne's awful son, piece of shit known as Patrick Wayne. Just an absolute Pat- Muppet. Just a pile of tears. Sucks ass, <laughs> no charisma, just a, a bag of mannequin air. And luckily, you know, this is so interesting. I went to a fortune teller last week, and that makes sense. The one thing she told me is someone in your life will go hard on John Wayne's son in front of you. <laughs> and I said, what is that? And she said, really hard. Well, I'll like, tell you what, I go limp when I see that fucking boredom. My dick crawls they, uh, another dick. He said that they said that he's known for being a, a very charismatic and handsome man. This Patrick Wayne. Now he, Pat if Wayne. this were just a collection of snapshots, he would be the hottest thing mm-hmm. of all time. But movies yeah. are not just collections of snapshots. Zoom in. So, who's the first character that Billy the Kid kills in the toilet bowl? Can't zoom in that hard. Think Ray Liotta. Okay. Henry Hill. Is it Henry Hill? He kills Henry Hill in the toilet bowl. Yeah, he shoots him. Just shoots him in the heart. And then he falls into Doesn't, his piss. Who, Emilio does? Emilio falls into a, 
into the into the expelled piss out of the outhouse, which is gross. <laughs> he also falls into horse pooper a little bit later. There's a, a lot of scatological earlier. business going on mm-hmm. in, in Billy the Kid's life. Did you know, when Terrence Stamp gets killed? Did you notice who else gets killed in that scene? Terrence Stamp's horse. They killed his horse. They killed his horse. Yeah, unless it was playing dead. Brown wall. Like it was like yeah, they killed his horse. This thing. I thought the horse was just yeah. standing there minding its own business after he fell because he blows off of that horse. He's in kind of a horse-drawn carrot. Like he's in kind of like a little buggy, gets his shit shot out, and the horse does as well. They That's, both die. They both go to the heaven. They arrive in heaven at the exact same time. Isn't that cute? Yeah. And the horse mm-hmm. is in a frilly white suit when it gets there. And Terrence Stamp is naked as the day he was born. And they birth. They both turn to each other and say, "What just happened?" Because horses can talk in heaven. Nick, zoom in. Did you not know? And horses go in first in heaven, which is fitting. Yeah. Because Terrence Stamp or his character. You know, it's awesome. The horse rides Terrence Stamp through the pearly gates because. <laughs> That's how God do up there. That's he's playing Mr. Tunstall. Yeah. P- St. Peter says, I cannot wait four generations from now when your daughter's 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 daughter mm-hmm. releases one hell of a pop album that's available in Starbucks. What are you talking about? You didn't know that he's the great, 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 great descendant of KT Tunstall? The other side of the world. <laughs> Wearing denim and right. spreading out. So then they kill this. Then Billy Kid snuffs out the traitor, right? And he shoots him in the head. Like, he blows his brains out. He doesn't even really have any evidence other than he suspects it. Which is kind of like this scene in a weird way in Red Dawn. KT Tunstall, the KT censor, killed Terrence, by the way. So then the centerpiece of this movie happens quickly after this. They get nailed up. They get fucked up, man. They get fucking high as fuck. On? Peyote. You ever do it? What the? No, of course not. This week, I mean? No, I've never done a drug in my life. Get off my shit. You haven't done drugs? Not a single one, ever. Zoom in. I mean, other than fucking life. Life's a fucking drug, man, when you're fucking wet. So I wouldn't, no, um, so no, but but if it's like this, I've been missing out. So they, so Chavez decides to put on a Halloween, like he puts on like a, um, like a skull makeup, right? And then he passes out some drugs, some peyote for everybody. Everybody takes some and then they all have their own trip. Not everybody. Charlie Sheen declines he doesn't want to so get high. this is where the movie is science fiction or charlie sheen turns down drugs everybody has a kind of a different little vignette here vignettes who's your favorite i mean let's it's not even close therma yeah it's it's his jumping and shooting the timing of when he lands and when he shoots and he's yelling at nobody he's screaming for no reason and jumping and running and hiding in a cave He's in a cave. He keeps jumping towards a cave. It makes me so is, happy. It does make me happy. Firing off a shotgun. But then the worst one maybe is Kiefer's, who his whole thing is he's oh. spouting uh, nonsense in like slow-mo voice. And poetry. So he's talking like I'm this. A, I'm a butterfly. Then I think everybody eventually starts talking like that. Did but you yeah, see the size of that chicken? Casey Shamasco is just like all cute, like, enjoying the wind and stuff and then occasionally puking right emilio is twirling his guns weird and it has this dumb expression on his face putting all flowers in his belt and shit like that and chavez is just pieing life up on the hill he's not he's kind of used to it right like and this is i guess this is after jim Trufost alike has been just completely yeah i said that they murder him they, 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 they murdered the shit out of him by the way Bill, yeah billy the kid 
shoots him in the head, and then shoots him in the head, blows his brains out, and he holds him while he's dead, and then he shoots him in the chest into a river. Like, he shoots him again. And then he goes in the river and is just stuck against some trees, face down, and it's even sadder. And and, and all of his head trails are on top of Kiefer. Kiefer's covered yeah. in his viscosity. It's, it's a delight. Yeah, everybody's always getting blood on them in this, or they're getting wounded because they're following a complete lunatic around the country you know i do like the keeper gets shot in his hand and has to go scaredy cat off to get his hand fixed but that happens because of buckshot roberts who they now meet played by brian keith lovely legend um, who they were kind of hiding out and this guy they know who he is he's killed they say he's killed more people than smallpox he gets off his horse they go out to confront him and he just kneels down and starts to fire at them <laughs> it's like seven to one by the way who wins so he is, he's hurting them. He's not killing them. And they're just, and he dives into an outhouse, which you think, I was telling Nick this a little earlier, they could just light up the the, the outhouse. They barely shoot it when he's in there. There's not a lot of places to they, hide. They do shoot it a couple times, and you hear in, from within the outhouse, you hear, oh, yeah, oh, and like then he a, got and hurt. And then a thump, like, a, like as if he fell on the ground. And that's enough for Charlie Sheen, who is before this had tried to send Emilio, send Emilio to kind of confront to look in the outhouse. But then Charlie Sheen hears somebody fake die in the outhouse, and he just walks straight to it. What happens? A, a, a long rifle starts to come out of the a hole in the toilet room, and it shoots old mm. Dick right in the bell. Oh, he, he's just got to shoot throughout through the heart, actually. And Charlie Sheen thing. does the most head-bobbing death scene of all time. I remember you hate it. He was my favorite going into the theater to see this movie. I was seeing it mostly because of Charlie Sheen. I worshipped Charlie mm-hmm. Sheen back then, and that death scene almost made me want to leave him. The way his head kept going. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, he's really milking his uh, final slow mo scene here. I was going to harken back to the last movie we did, which was um, Jennifer Eight. Oh, Jennifer Eight, a hugely listened to episode, huge podcast for us. Um, do you think Brian Keith? qualifies as a toilet creep in this <laughs> i think so and that's a fair ex- fair expectation just like the last one hashtag toilet creep a good one you know we gotta start keeping track of that <clears throat> there's not a lot of toilet creeps i mean of course our our mascot yeah is the ultimate toilet creep of course <laughs> um i kept asking myself why after Dick dies after he gets shot. Why don't they just light up that outhouse? Like, why don't they just fire upon it to shreds? They do not. They, they retreat. They skin out. And then you never see Buckshot Roberts again. I thought he was going to come back like a screaming pile of piss. Yep. He doesn't. I'll tell you what, I, I bet you gonna... those guys were skeptical of every toilet for the rest of their days. I wonder if it. Buckshot Roberts just said, like, this is my good luck charm, and just dragged that outhouse around wherever he went <laughs> in the back of his his sad horse, yeah. you know? Um, Not, but then, of course, they gave him a new nickname, the Stinky Assassin. <laughs> or Poop Room Pete, you know, something stupid. Uh, anyway, the guys are, are scattered. They're thinking about going to the Four Winds. <laughs> so, Kiefer gets a hand injury like you said and he's hurting for certain 
He's on his horse. Everybody's like, we're going this way. Kiefer's like, I can't. I got to get my hand tended to. He really wants to go see his... Uh, Disgusting. This this woman that he's connected with. But he's like, I'm out. And and he as he leaves, Nick, I, I zoomed in. Kiefer's horse has the biggest balls in maybe movie history. That's a bold statement. some clangers. State. Absolute clangers in this movie. Yeah. Let me zoom in even deeper. It's a girl horse. Somebody kicked her in the labia right before the take. You're looking at swollen horse giant. That's a mare, baby. It's a huge zoom. I hate when I mistake balls <laughs> or labia for balls. My bad. Thanks for bringing was, the truth. That was the prequel to Lions for Lambs, I think. I just was like, I wonder if Kiefer was like, demanded it. Yeah. I'll take that one. Why? I, I, I don't know. There's something about that horse. Or maybe he just didn't know. Maybe he's riding on top of it. He just never knew. There's you a know? cute scene where the where the guys, um, when they're on peyote, they travel through this Indian village. Emilio's riding his horse backwards, looking all cute. Yeah, that's I, I like that a lot. That is cute. That's that's the scene where it looks like Charlie Sheen's not on a horse, but they're trying to make it seem like he's on one. And there, and they that, said that he in the trivia they said he yelled "cut" or something, and he just he can't control the horse; it just kept going across the, the world. Maybe the horse knew that he had tiger blood and said "fuck," natural predator. You know, here's the thing though: the mm-hmm. guys are thinking about skinning out. They are. They're, they're the group is fragmenting. You know, as soon as Kiefer leaves, they don't. He's coming back, and then Chavez is like, "I'm going." You know, I saw this thing in my dreams, and we're headed for blood. I'm not going anywhere you want, Billy. And Billy wants to go back into the fire, of course. And so then to shake everybody up, Chavez tells everybody the story of his people and how his his uh, tribe was slaughtered. You know, given rotten meat, and when they tried to trade the rotten meat for some actual food, they got their group got killed. He made it out there back to his, and man, they just wrecked. You know, the white folk, the it's wrecked, or not even white folk. It's actually Jack Palance's character, right? His group of people wrecked. I don't like. Tribe. I don't like knowing that his mom got cut from her privates to her neck. I don't need to know that. Yeah. So, and, he, and his sister's like crushed by a boot hill to save on bullets. It's a real sad story. But guess what? It, it falls on deaf ears in that group. <laughs> they don't give a shit. But he starts they, talking about fact, sacred hoops and weird shit. You know, sacred yeah. hoops. It's a weird term. Yeah. Well, that's what Amelia says. Look, we're your family now, and if you walk away from us, you break our sacred hoop. And then he busts out a basketball. For emphasis, says, let me let me get all knickerbock in this, and then and there's this big thing about the term pals in this movie, and I believe in the next one too, to where uh-huh. the ultimate, you know, your your man man second, pal first, you know, your pal, and then man, mm-hmm. then citizen, then cowboy, you know, but pals first. Right. So this bond is apparently really important to these guys, and it seems to work because Chavez does decide to die with the rest of them. <laughs> Cut to Kiefer creeping in town. Like he breaks into where this this uh, young woman's staying. He implores her to leave with him. She's scared, of course. And then he makes his pitch. He tells her he's he was once part of the Dirty Underwear Gang. <laughs> of course. And she's she's like, sign me up. You had me at disgusting innards. That's I don't. I, why did it say that? Why did the movie let that happen? Well, it's probably based on fact. But why would you just like I, I'm the Dirty Underwear Gang? There's just nothing good that comes out of that. But it works. Um, 
girl sucks. The character of uh, Yen Sun. Yeah, played by Alice Carter. She doesn't suck. Sucks. Um, she's not given much to do but to be creeped on by Kiefer's character. Like, I, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie, but it also feels like kind of inconsequential a lot of the time. It's just kids kicking ass. It's a lot of times just Billy just murdering people. And then at one point, Terry O'Quinn gets fed up. He's like, you're supposed to be arresting these people, exposing the ring. We're going to do this the right way, Billy, but you're just... And Billy thing is like, I'm trying to get people to pay attention. I'm trying to get the president to pay attention so then he can come and find out where the real horrible shit's happening. You know, the president can give a shit. Of course not. Rather be Hayes in this. Rutherford Rutherford B. Hayes, right? Uh Uh-huh. Your favorite? One of our tops, actually. Rutherford. Mike and the Mechanics? I wish. Apparently the Dirty Underwear gang was... Mike Myers? B. Hayes? So good. This is... You should just keep all this in. There was was theoretically a Dirty Underwear gang. Of course there was. That's what you're looking up? And then rock music starts to play on the soundtrack, which was something that this movie was dinged by the legitimate film critics when it came out, but I think it's kind of great. The music that's not great is the, the stuff that plays over the credits. There's some music that plays over the credits. That's unfortunate. <laughs> well, you haven't told me right. about what happens in the climax of Young Guns. Well, did you want to spend a little bit of time in the House of Prostitution first? We should have done it before the episode, no? Yeah, let's go. 
<laughs> I'm just saying that we get to see Emilio butt. We do. Is he taking a bath in there? Is yeah, that in there? Yeah, he comes out. No, he comes out with his dick out. So what happens at the end? They, you know, they first of all, trick- Casey Shamasco Go goes to get his carrot wet. And he, he and sits in with a prostitute, yeah. And then mm-hmm. later on, they go to a Mexican. They go to Juarez to get away from shit, and he gets married. We forgot about all that. He does. He has a quick romance, and he had, they have a quick wedding. They're, and then they're, they're like, you, they get word at this wedding. Pat Garrett shows up and tells Billy the Kid that his friend Terry O'Quinn, they're gonna they're gonna kill him, and he's got to go warn him. And so they they go to Terry O'Quinn's house. It's a trap. And how electric is that dialogue delivered by Pat Garrett? Well, Billy turns his back on Pat Garrett and he says, "Are you a f- basically are you a friend or foe?" And then Pat Garrett goes for his gun, but then thinks better. Right. And says, "I'm a friend, Billy. I'm a friend, Bill." And there's a great scintillating. There's a great band at this wedding with this female guitarist that is something else. This older lady. It's great. But yeah, they set off to go save Terry O'Quinn. Of course, it's an ambush, and of course, Terry O'Quinn's too much of a stoic jerk to try to skin out. But he's rewarded. Did you know for that? His- He's rewarded for it. The original title of this movie? Protecting O'Quinn. Mike Myers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, the place gets surrounded by Tom Cruise and a bunch of other people, and the house is shot forever. <laughs> and these guys are all wimping out from all the fragments and stuff. It's a cute little siege. Leads to a, a weird escape for a few of them. And Terry O'Quinn gets rocked. So, so does yeah, Shamasco a... and so does Dirty Steve, though, so... They have a standoff for a long time. We're in their house. The the bad guys show up, and then like a the like Union soldiers show up. Like I, they're really outnumbered. Mm-hmm. Billy Kid is loving it. They're basically gonna die. Yeah, he's he having a great He's like time. bouncing around like a pinball. Like he's he's thrilled. Yep. And Egg and his crew on. They're all like pissing their pants, and they're shooting. Everyone's like Billy Kid. Like will call a shot every once in a while, kill someone outside. But for the most part, they don't do any damage. I mean, they spend the night in there. Like you said, they fall asleep. Everybody outside Everybody goes night-night. Night. Everybody has a mutual night-night, yeah. which is cute. And then in the morning, they decide, okay, you know what we can do here if they're just never going to come out of the house? We're just going to light this shit on fire. Mm-hmm. The, the, and so they, they start to try to smoke them out. Our gang starts to throw stuff out the windows to kind of you know keep stuff from burning so it won't catch flame. They keep throwing stuff out of the windows. And they throw a like a chest out the window. What is it, Nick? It's a trick. It is, but... that chest? Yeah, but hold on. In my memory, that's a big reveal yeah. where that chest is sitting out there for a long time and then Billy jumps mm-hmm. out. It happens immediately. Yeah, they throw a chest out of the window. It topples, uh, and then he jumps out a la old boy. Exactly. And starts firing on the crowd. There's a million guns pointing at him, and mm-hmm. he's, taking, he's taking lives. And everybody runs out of the house to try to get away, out of the front. No back door at this house, I guess. <laughs> every Every direction is surrounded by folks. I'm sure it is, but you think that maybe they would just run out different directions, you know? And then Terry... But whatever happens, half of them do live. And then they decide to test, Mm -hmm. I guess, the first Gatling gun on Terry O'Quinn. Because he gets shot. So, yeah, here's how it goes down. Forever. Emilio gets shot a couple times, but he's okay. Gets on a horse. Kiefer on a horse. Chavez brings the horses because he's gotten out earlier. He somehow got out and is bringing the the horses. And then the rest of them die. So Dermot, he gets shot a lot in the legs and eventually just decides to die. Yeah. Shamasco gets shot forever. <laughs> like Dolly and the Outsiders. Yeah, Terry O'Quinn gets shot the most. And, and his last words are, by the way, I have a tunnel. Could have used the tunnel. But Jack Pounce, you get you see his little sneaky smirk and he's like thrilled that like they killed some of them. Billy the Kid's gotten away 
and then he just re- hits reverse on the horse and sh- and shoots. He goes, "Hey!" and shoots Jack Palance in the head. Now I yeah, hate Jack distance. Palance with a passion. I hate him. Okay. So when he gets that bullet hole in his head, I nearly lost it. He de- takes a while for him to die too. What's well, in slow motion? He turns around to the camera to show his blood hole and dies mm-hmm. out of frame. But uh, so good to see him leave. He gets destroyed. And then, if I'm not mistaken, does the movie fuck off right after that? It does. There's a there's a scene in the prairie or whatever, and then some some phoned in Kiefer voiceover <laughs> where he is like, "Billy went west. Pete took a or I whatever. Doc took a celestial bride." You know, like he's like. I get tired of that, that celestial shit. What they keep saying. Chavez took work at a fruit ranch. One take wonder on this shit had to be, you know. <laughs> and dirty. Steve, I would have been right? like, hey, uh, for the next take, Kiefer, pinch yourself in the in the cheek or something, or you know, in the webbing between your fingers, and let's let's give this a little bit of life, brother. Why didn't they call the sequel Young Guns Pard Two? <laughs> You know, it would have been great. That's pretty great, yeah. What's Billy, what's Billy the Kid's uh, name in this? William Bonnie. William and H. An, Bonnie. And there's another nickname that apparently is the real name. He has a real name. But it's it's a fun movie. It's great to see mm-hmm. those guys. Most of them still sort of relevant. Lou Diamond's about to be in some show or something, if I remember right. And it's, yeah, it's, con- it's everybody's constantly working, except maybe Estevez and Sheen. And well, Shamas- Emilio, he, he made a couple of huge hits, and... Uh, just never failed. Never made a movie as a director that wasn't hugely sensational. And now he bought a house in Cincinnati and kind of hangs out there, from what I understand. But Do you, you know said who, uh, he's written a Young Guns three and that it's in pre-production. John Fusco, the original writer of this, had tweeted out a few years ago that they were working on the third one. And uh, apparently, Estevez wrote the script and he's he's working with him on it. But it's called Young Guns three, alias Billy the Kid, or it's something. It's called Guns three, <laughs> and they've crossed out. The, they've shot bullet holes over the young. Oh really? I hope it happens. I do too. Yeah, I mean it doesn't make it. It, it makes complete sense that they would do it. I think know? they should have the ghosts of all the other characters talk to them because all those actors are still yeah. around. T Stamp, Dermot, Chuck, Casey, O'Quinn, O'Quinn. Just have their O'Quinn. Sport, their force. O'Quinn their force ghosts. My man aged like a fine wine. O'Quinn. It's, O'Quinn looks fantastic. Yeah, I love him. Plays McSween in this. I swoon when I see him. He's in. T- he's on TV. He's just cutting it up. What about he's? It's the stepfather we're talking what, about. What's his? What's his deal, man? What, what's his life like? How's the COVID? <laughs> I know I he's wonder, big on you know, TikTok. Six foot tall, drink of water. Age seventy. What a young. Still young. Just seventy. That's it. Look at this guy. What's your favorite, O'Quinn? X Files. Stepfather. Nightbreed. Oh man. That's his brother, Pell. Got a couple kids. Oliver Quinn and Hunter Quinn. Sounds like a bunch of superheroes in this. Superhero aliases or some, you know what I'm saying? Not aliases, a bunch of archers in here. We killed it. His brother, pal. Um, look, when you watch those credits, you see any names yeah. pop out? Of course. I had to go back. I forgot. And I had to go back. We watched this on Amazon Freebie. What a, or I did. You didn't? I had to. It was a frustrating experience. Those commercials. They slid those were, commercials in. You, did you see the well, seashell commercial? were insane. I didn't see it, but the thing that they do in Freebie that was interesting is a scene in mid-scene, mid-scene. would cut directly to a commercial. Yes. And it would almost be like so jarring that you'd be like, is this part of the movie? And it's like, because that's how like... I never had a problem mistaking it for part of the movie. Well, I'm just saying it just like my mind for a second was like... What? Oh, Amazon Freebie. You can watch this. I had to go back and watch because I wanted to zoom to the end credits and maybe watch about three minutes of commercials to watch those. Of course. 
Uh, but yeah, of course I got names. I got seven. I got some good ones. Did you get the two that were one name wonders? I did get one, but I don't know if I wrote it down, but I did see one that was a one name wonder, which I wanted to look up what that meant. Who, What was the, the with a G or something? or Yeah, G- Gadeek. Gadeek played Henry Hill. Yeah, and then the first unit director's name was just Myers. Michael? That's fine, but Gadeek is interesting to me. What? Is he a motorcycle guy? Gadeek in this. <laughs> Gadeek is known for Young Guns and... The Monster Manual. Oh, that's one of my favorite Gary Gygax books. I was just saying, I was kidding. He's got one credit. Oh. Gadeek. All right. Gadeek. Yeah, I got some names. Kachus Kawauki. So what's your first one? I got a WS in here. I don't have a WS. Talk about Wiley Statement in here. Oh, what a classy name. Yeah, I like it. Wiley. You get KT Tunstall? You're talking about Carla Treasure. Carla Treasure in this. Did you get GT in here? I did not. You didn't see Jerry Thrasher? <laughs> Jerry with a G, that's a big pull. I know you got HW. Hugo Wang in here. W E N G. Hugo Wang. Yeah. Did you see PH show up? Per Hallberg? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Per Hallberg was in this. Per. Yeah. First Never name considered per. it could be a first name. Per. <laughs> what an incredible first name. I missed the I might see if I could change my son's name. <laughs> per Hallberg. You see BS in here finally showing up? Boots Sutherland. Boots Sutherland in here. My favorite one, and I think was the inspiration yeah. for one of today's big music idols, LG. Yeah, LG. I don't got it. You didn't get Larry Goga? <laughs> you know, you're not telling me I... that the star of Star is Born did not see the credits of this and say, Larry Goga, I might want to steal that. I didn't see it. I did see SV, though. What's SV? James's mom roaming around the set. Susan Vanderbeek. <laughs> Same spelling? And this. I think so. Oh, my God. Could That's be his right. mom. He could have been running around set saying, I'm going to be an actor. I, I got a bunch of others. We don't have to go there. You, you did see CS, though, right? Cheeto Sanchez? We have a CS every episode, it seems. Look, that buzzing sound, that ain't the Wild West. That's a freaking tattoo parlor. You gotta mm-hmm. get something put on your person from Young Guns. What are you doing? Oh, 100% R.I.P. McSween. Terry O'Quinn surrounded by clouds and angel wings. McSween in heaven. Heaven you got could... the baldest angel. You know? <laughs> you could have had uh, Billy the Kid on the ground and said, Why R.I.M.P.? And he's outside that outhouse. Why R.I.M.P.? So poor, <laughs> Mc... poor Sween is out there dead as hell in your heart and live. McSween. I got Dirty Steven's face, you know, etched around my entire asshole where his mouth is the actual orifice so that when I have a, a case of the nasties, it looks like Dirty Steven's spitting. You did get gross. I'll tell you what, though, that tattoo parlor's got that picture on the wall as an option. Mm-hmm. Spitting Steven ass. Yeah, you can do that. Movie's over. Credits have rolled, but lo and behold, there's a stinger, man. What you got at the end there, Tim? Just, I got a man sobbing. Just in dusty road, sobbing in front of a, like a storefront, just 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 despondent, just grief stricken, shuttering the windows, nailing them shut, shaking his head, you know, tears falling on the into the dirt, and the camera slowly zooms up. The sign that says Bausch chewing tobacco, closed for business because their main customer, <laughs> DOA, Dirty Stevens. <laughs> Was it Bausch? Can't afford to operate. No, I don't know. I just made that up. Can't afford to operate, Nick. Lost their one client. 
It's adorable. Bouse chewing tobacco. Mine is um, quite a while. Uh, we go back to the yeah. scene where Dick got murdered. That it's been weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and finally the door to that outhouse creaks open. Mm-hmm. Brian Keith peeks his head out. He looks over, and Dick yeah. is now a fucking skeleton out there. No, it's been that long. It's been hiding out. Ghost is clear. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ghost. The ghost is clear. Wait, I'm sorry. The ghost is. Oh wait, the coast is clear. Okay. That's right. Okay, he is. It is okay. So does anything happen? Does a does he a, goes so he goes over? He's like, I'm gonna, you know, I, I there's a bounty on this dude. It was less money than for William the Child, but I'm gonna take it. So he goes mm-hmm. over to, to grab that, you know, to take his skull as a souvenir for the um to receive his warrant. And he goes to grab it, and his hand touches something that's not the skull. As he reaches there, it's like what the f? It's like gelatinous. He's not touching the he's not touching the skull. And then it's at oh. that moment the predator decamouflages. <laughs> Both going for the skull at the same time. Predator has found his match. And what's 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 Brian Key's character's name? Like Shared Onion or something? What is it? Buckshot William Roberts Bapp? or something. Yeah. And he sees that he's met his match, so they square off. And the Predator right. and, and, and Buckshot Roberts have the ultimate match. And uh, they duel bullets and fragments and shit flying around. And then he goes to the ultimate killing position. He goes back into the outhouse to deliver the, the fateful blow on the Predator. Predator goes, huh? Yeah, he, 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 he fakes he, his death again. The predator plays it back in his head. <laughs> and the predator's like, does like a little translation. You see those like little dots appear, and he's like, oh, time to sheath my weapons, you know? <laughs> Decamouflages again. Decamouflages. Slowly walks towards the outhouse. <laughs> and then the rifle starts to come out. Flash forward <laughs> another six months. He comes back out of the house. There's two skeletons on the ground. Look. You've been given the finance and have your own sequel to Young Guns. Money has fallen down untied at escrow building. It's time to spend. What you doing? The ultimate killing position. That's what you said. (laughs) (laughs) You thought I was going to go old guns. I'm going younger guns. Even younger guns. Must live in the South. And it's a um, plot to be determined, but it's going sim- to be similar to another popular thing right now. We're going to, instead of Baby Yoda, we're going to have Baby Emilio, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, and he's going to, he's just a, you know, nine-year-old that's good at killing. Or I'm sorry, not even a nine-year-old, a nine-month-old. That's what it is, a nine-month-old. And he's somehow causing bad guys to trip over his cute little crawling form into like a pile of spikes, things like that. Younger unfortunately, guns. Unfortunately, Camilo you didn't grow goo, little shorty. But yeah, I love it. Young, younger guns. It's not just him though, right? Yeah, Kiefer's in it too. Okay. He's got a, a four-year-old, you know, saying poetry and see Dick Run. So yeah, I love it. Mine is called Yen Sun Guns. Oh wow! And, and our favorite concubine basically has had it with the white man. She's like, I'm taking matters into mm-hmm. my own hand, and she assembles a posse of slaves and concubines and wards. Mm-hmm. And they tear it out through the Wild West. You know, they, they, they come in there all inauspicious with those big frilly, you know, pants and or frilly skirts and all that that hide everything. It turns out they got, they're loaded out under there. They go show up at Jefferson and just burn out. Yen Sun guns. Money has uh, been given to you to start your own business associated with young guns. How you spending the hardest earned. Well, you know the game Alien Isolation? Yes. You play it? Yeah, I've played it shortly. And you, you're on board, and at any time you could be taken by the alien that's up in the walls and in the ceiling mm-hmm. and grab you, pull you into its gut, you know, pull you into to death. It's going to be that game similar, but instead of the alien, it'd just be Billy the Kid 
being that kind of a figure. <laughs> could kill you at any time, you know, running around. And instead of a spaceship, obviously, you'd be in like a saloon or something. I don't know. <laughs> or a series of saloons. <laughs> I like it. You're crawling around. Yeah, trying to f- figure out if you can just quietly crawl without getting noticed by a madman. What are you going to call it? Alien isolation. Just <laughs> call it Billy the Hid. <laughs> That's actually great. I will call it that. <laughs> what about you? So, descending into towns all across this fine nation is Doc Scurlock's Novelty Shop. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's a little general store of sorts that's a pop-up. Various sundries from the olden days, caramel, sarsaparilla, cheroot, milk creams, and some creations that we made for this, like night soda, winter chips, you know, things that you would expect to find in a cool like store, like gummy sagebrushes, you know, cute things. Mm-hmm. It's all in like right. Doc Scurlock's branding. You got horse head sours, cowboy fries, got some Chivato colas, peyote yeah. pop rocks, you got pet garret sibian, terrio quindrops, just all sorts of cool frontier treats. And, wow, that uh, sounds delicious. And yeah, it's it's all priced olden day style. So you can go in and out, you know, for eleven cents, you can walk out with a bag full of treats. Mm-hmm. And then on, you know, an animatronic Kiefer Sutherland says goodbye and reads a poem to you on your way out the door. We put it right next to Victoria's Secret. Finally, a business I, I might purchase something from. Get some of that night soda. Look, you're in the movie. You've been inserted into the running time of Young Guns. What shape does your performance take? I'm rather, I'm rather for <laughs> behaves. Yeah, what's up? The president. I'm the president of this muss. <laughs> and I keep getting word that there's some cat killing out there just in cold blood. And everybody's like, you know, like all the people that keep coming up to me and they're like, oh, my staff, they're like, Rutherford, Mr. President, you have to do something. There's this crazy madman, Billy the Kid. And I just always just shut it down. I mean, shut up. Just let me do my shit. Please just stop disturbing me. And they just... They just see my hair is all just like, you know, like frazzled. Like I'm just, I got like, you know, you know, five o'clock shadow, watery eyes, just going over chalkboard. I'm trying to make the perfect barbecue chip. That's what I'm obsessed with. I don't care about anything else but that, you know? <laughs> what do you think? Rutherford BBQ Hayes? Yeah, that's what I was planning to name it. <laughs> I love you it. You know, I, like that's. He's a torture genius, Rutherford B. Hayes. Yeah famous yeah and you know i'm just so sick of this i feel just so boxed in as president i just i have a passion i have a dream who cares about billy the kid you know that, that so that's who i'd be what about you first of all let me shout out uh, the, one of the stars of the manitou passed away this week i know i read it stella stevens and i found out something astonishing about her she is the widow that she was still alive no. She is the widow of Bob Kulik, who passed away a few years ago, who is the brother of Kiss guitarist Bruce Kulik, who, I, who I'm a fan of. And it was I didn't know that, that Stella Stevens had the rocks for Bob Kulik, the bald guitarist that would guest on a bunch of albums. It made, me, it made the story deeper. Very sad. So she was a Kiss You think she's probably a Kiss fan? Probably. Um, I'm definitely a fan of getting paid out. But uh, So I'm in the movie. I'm, mm-hmm. the, I'm what's called I'm the whitest gun in the West. And I am the widest. That's I, 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 there's no nicknames left, so I just I just what I did was I just had my gun made wider. Mm-hmm. It's ugly yeah. and weird, but I, I'm the I'm the widest gun in the West, and I so I'm at that whole shootout. Yeah, and I'm a lonely dude, so I'm like, like Terry Quinn's body hits the ground, starts you know, smoke coming out from all those bullet holes, and I saunter up to his newly minted widow, and I got like a bouquet of flowers and some frontier lube, <laughs> and I'm like, it's time to get salty, doll. Widest gun in the West is here. Let's go. 
I just I just capitalize on that avail. Of course. The saltiest and the widest gun in the West. It's interesting because my character is trying to get the saltiest and widest chip in the West. <laughs> we you should know. hook up. Get Rutherford to hook up with me. Palpatino nips. Start a business <laughs> together. Man. Look, man. You got to incorporate something from Young Guns into everyday life, a mantra, ritual, sort of a you know way to a way to live. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? I think I I think I already spoiled mine. I'm gonna I'm, every time I mention Young Guns the sequel, I'm gonna say Young Guns Pard Two, <laughs> and I'm just gonna say that every time, and then correct people if they try to correct me. Say right. no, I, I think you're mistaken. It's Young Guns Pard Two. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 my mantra. Next, <laughs> what do you got? So I'm gonna. I've learned from this film that pals means everything. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my yeah. my last resort means of guilt tripping somebody into participating in plans. You know, some it's like, look, I can't come to the concert, but pals, and they're like, shit, all right. Or, you know, I want to go to, you know, I want to go get some. I want to go to the fondue restaurant. I can't. Right. You know, it's my child's funeral. No, 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 pals. All right, I'm coming. So I'm just going to use that kind of bond as a weapon. You know that it's on his epitaph, right? You remember that, right? Yeah. Billy Kidd. Someone broke in the cemetery, whatever, scrawled it on his headstone. Pals. Yeah. I don't I don't mean to zoom in, but that's also the reward club that's for Petco. So maybe there's a tie into Young Guns there. I'm a member of the Pals. Were they doing some... I wonder if they're doing some viral marketing on William the Kid's headstone. <laughs> visit visit a gunslinger's grave and maybe get a discount on a bag of fucking mealworm. Whatever. <laughs> Last but very not least, you are trapped on this island for all these years gathering debris from films, and it's time to take something from Young Guns. What you bring it? I might take that. Is it a sow? We didn't talk about this, but there's a gigantic pig that figures in at the beginning of this movie that's causing Charlie Sheen, or I'm sorry, Emilio, some consternation. Oh, I think talk about the head of police. Keeps keeps coming face-to-face with this gigantic pig. At one point, aims a gun at it. Like, it's, he's, like, twice. mad enough that he's going to kill it. Yeah, twice. But that pig lives, right? Oh, yeah. And it looked like a, kind of a, you might call it a glamour pet, but I might just take that kind of cantankerous pig to my island and see if we cannot become friends, you know? You know, and just... Have a companion in there. That's cute. That's actually a useful weapon to have, like a cutie. Isn't Clooney? Doesn't Clooney? Didn't Clooney have a pig for a long time? Oh, that's a that's a. I don't know. He did. He had a pet pig, I believe. I hope he still does. They live a long no, time. He does not. I don't think he does. What do you mean? How do you know he doesn't have a pig anymore? You barely knew he had one in the first place. Pharaoh Max, the pig who came between George and his women, and that this is the article dated two thousand and six. Matt, Max has been gone for a long time. But I'm going to be Myelin's George Clooney with that pig. You know what I'm saying? What about you? Shit. You got my heart broke now with Max. I'm going to take Lou Diamond Phillips's village, the ruins. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'm going to treat it like a, 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 a cautionary tale. I remember when I was in the Universal Studios a lot, I got to see the plane crash from War of the Worlds and kind of walk through that and see all yeah. that stuff. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk through the ruins of his village and be all introspective, kind of put things in perspective. Um, yeah. I'm having a rough day. You know, my problems seem to be bigger than the rest of the problems. I'll walk to that village. I'll have Georgie in a backpack like Yoda. Um, maybe I'll, you know, bring a couple other items from my island, to, you know, but I'll walk through it and just like yeah. lay my head down, you know, kind of let it sink in that there it could be worse. You know, it could be way worse. And then I'll come across his mother split oh. all the way up and down. I'll be like, ugh, gross. 
Ugh, what a shitty way to go. I had only two bars on my phone, and I thought it was the end of the world. She's got a fucking, she's not living. So it's, it's pretty good. Then I'll come back out of that field, and I'll be a new man. I'll have I'll be recharged. I'll be positive, an understanding of, of balance, and realizing that there are people who had it worse who were abused, taken, taken advantage of, you know. Okay. Sit down and sit cross-legged, you know, next to something that I've mutilated and just... You've mutilated. <laughs> Cross- this is after you visit the village yeah. or in the village? No, no, this is after. This is, no. This oh, is okay. A, village is, is, is as is. I don't touch. Right. Yeah, because it's a bitch. Tell me about it, yeah. It's a big mess. And I'll just, I'll just kind of like be recharged, rebooted, new vigor to get all glassy-eyed and poke around, see what our girl's chops are up to. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll look, um, through, I'll look through my... Sounds bleak. Sounds dark. Sounds like Thursday. Zoom in. Sounds like Thursday. Look through my telescope at your stupid fucking pig. Look through my telescope at a pig as well. (laughs) Mike Myers? Disgusting what that man does over there. Get Georgie in a backpack? Maybe. Crime scene? Maybe flip him around so his head's out. Don't put an upside down George in a backpack. Yeah, lessons learned, right? And I'll go, you're a boy, you're George. I know you missed me blind back there. Fucking raincoat bitch tiptoe quick into the duckin room if you feel like prancing on the moon just assimilate to the background with the rest of the ghouls <laughs>